Hey, this is Roberto. Forgive me for getting it wrong last time. I am in Central Falls with the Warriors. I'm not at Highlander. I was there earlier today. I'm with the Warriors of Central Falls. I know you're mad at me, but please say what's up to the world, Warriors. It's that kind of energy. That's the reason why we are the number two podcast in the world for two straight weeks. Last year, we had a big go at it. We were uh, number one for a number of weeks. We've been hanging around that top five, but number two for two straight weeks, and I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, we're getting back up there. We're getting closer back to that number one spot. We have uh, Professor Mr. Eric DeLuca with us today. Uh, Eric DeLuca, hi. Hello. Uh, I heard you just flew in and your arms are tired. Yeah. Where'd you fly in from? I was in Iceland. You were in Iceland? Yeah. Does everybody know where that is? No. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Not the like, no, I don't know what that is. Because I was about to say this the what were you gonna say? I was gonna say this the um like the snow covered one, but they call that one Greenland exactly. instead of Iceland, which is yeah. very stupid in my opinion. I don't yeah. understand. Hey, it's smart. Greenland, Iceland is just south of Greenland. Okay. Oh no, but it's true. They sounded named accordingly to me. Uh, <laughs> great. Is it Greenland? Like the snow? I, I don't know. Yeah. They just see. They just uh, were named accordingly, apparently. Greenland is uh, Greenland is a little more north and tucked into the Arctic Circle uh, than Iceland is, but Iceland is still uh, pretty damn Arctic. That was where I had one of the best times of my life. I actually loved Iceland, but you were there for different reasons, right? Were you there uh, chilling on the Black Beach? I went there initially in 2016 to teach art at okay. art school. Um, so I went there. For work. Wait, you speak Icelandic? No. This is interesting. So I brought up, I asked where is, do you know where it is? Because it's literally in the middle of the North Atlantic Sea in between the, Amer the American continent and the European continent. Um, so much so, so that it's, there's a place that I stood in Iceland where you're on the divide. Yeah. You're right exactly. in, in, in two continents at once. Yeah. In I one place. I don't that what that place is called, but I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Scuba divers can swim through the crevice in between these two continents. I think there's a spot where you can touch both continents, both continents with yeah. your hands. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So were you there teaching this week? This week I was there uh, working at a, uh, I, I had a performance slash ex exhibition at a at a gallery called the Living Arts Museum. And the exhibition was about uh, the history of colonialism as it relates to Iceland. Does everybody know what that what that word is colonialism? It's kind of a big word that gets kind of tossed around. Colonialism. Yes. Oh, colonized. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. So what does so, that mean in relation to what you were working on? Well um, you know, for, for two years when I was there, you know, is there any, are there any artists? Yeah, I'm sure. I think that you all probably dabble and make art. I like more of like the 3D type. 3D type of person. But, but sometimes, oh, sometimes you start making art and you don't know where to go. You don't know what to do. So for two years, I was in Iceland. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't really make anything. I was teaching. I was happy. I was learning. I was playing music in bands. But my my art practice was sort of still. Uh, and then in 2000, 
2019, I went into the archive of Iceland, the National Archive. You you all know what this what what archives are? Yeah. 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 Where are they? Historical like things that happened like in the in past, past history. Such yeah. Thing. They're places that hold documents that tell that potentially can tell the story of history. Like a library? Yeah, it's like a library. It's like a library of, of documents. Did you so so you must have found all Viking stuff, right? And and very happy stuff. No, I wasn't looking for Viking stuff. At the time, I was learning a lot about the history of the Holocaust as it relates to my own life. How does it relate to your life? Well, sounds um, like a personal question, so you can take it as yeah. far or, or not. Yeah, I'm totally happy talking about it. Um, my great grandparents, Adolf and Clara. In 1938, there was a knock at their door and these men said, you have to leave your house and go to this ghetto in the middle of the city. Um, and the ghetto was what they called Juden houses, Jew houses, where in the city, they rounded up all the Jews and made them live in this one block. So they were kicked out of their house. They were dispossessed and kicked out of their house um, and so for two years, they lived in this, uh, this Jew house with my grandmother and her two sisters. They fled. And then in 1940, my great-grandmother and my great-grandfather uh, were taken to a concentration camp in France called Gers. And then there was a, you know, there's a long story about, you know, what happened to them that we could talk about later. But I didn't know about this history because my grandmother wanted to forget it. She wanted to assimilate. And uh, they what didn't it, really want to talk about this painful history. They what, is, wanna... what does assimilate mean? Does anybody want to answer? Uh, not right, that's smart. <laughs> yes. you, uh, I'm not sure that that's true. A lot of people, when, especially when they move to a new country, they want to assimilate to the culture which is usually like kind of trying to blend in almost. Yes, blend in, conform. So, so forget what you like, you came from? Yeah. Yeah, it's like when people tell Hispanics, stop speaking Spanish because you're an American now. Exactly. Oh, that's exactly. It's a trace of colonialism. Colonialism makes people conform, makes people try to, to, to sort of forget where they came from, forget their language, forget their identity and conform to the to the to the people in power and this happened to your to your grandparents your great grandparents yeah so this happened to your great grandparents and my and my grandmother where were they living they were living in germany in a city called kaiser slauten oh so we know we know about world war ii not about kaiser slauten but we know about world war ii so how does that how does that affect iceland so i'm doing all this research around 2000 18, 2019, and I, I knew that Iceland had a relationship to the Holocaust, but nobody in the country talked about it. I knew there must be some kind of uh, relationship because of where they are. They're strategically located between, like we said, the American continent and the European continent. So I went into the archive and I said, I want you to bring out all documents that have the word Jew 
Jewish, Germany, Poland, Czechoslovakia, and I listed Austria. I listed countries where the Jews were being displaced and dispossessed and, and uh, where they were fleeing. And a couple of weeks later, the archivists brought out these documents um, and the document. Can I can yes. I pause you? Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm sorry, and I, I totally want to get to, but this is, I'm fascinated. Uh, I can see why you'd ask those questions because as it relates to you personally, right? So it's yeah. almost like uh, your personal investment while you're in Iceland. Exactly. What were you expecting to find? Remember, listen, remember when I said I didn't know what to work on when I was there? Yep. I didn't know what to work on because I couldn't find myself there. I couldn't locate myself. My identity, I felt so disconnected from that place. So this was the first time where I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I can see myself here now. When I think about Iceland, I think about how progressive, how progressive they are. Yeah. I think about uh, how in terms of energy and a number of other things, I feel like there are so many things that my community can learn from Iceland. So it feels to me like Iceland is fast forward. So I'm wondering what you could find yeah. What what did what did you find? What were you expecting to find? I had no idea. Archivists brought out documents, wheeled out this cart, literally wheeled out a cart of of boxes. Um, and on the front of the box, it, it said the surveillance of foreigners in Icelandic. I can't read Icelandic, and I asked the archivist, "What what does this mean?" She said, "This means the surveillance of foreigners." And she said, I've never seen these documents. They were literally buried at the bottom. And was that by chance or we don't talk about Bruno? I, it was they, whoever was organizing these documents did not want anybody to find them. Bruno. Yeah. We ain't talking about Bruno. Right. So I opened up one of the boxes and it was a letter uh, written my a person that I was working with was who speaks Icelandic, German, and all these different languages. Was we opened up the box and he was like, "This letter is um, from a, a family from Czechoslovakia, and they were asking for uh, entry into Iceland, and Iceland." And they were asking entry into Iceland because they they weren't being being treated as human beings in Czechoslovakia at the time. This was around 1938, same year that my grand great grandparents were Jewish born. refugees. Yeah, they were Jewish refugees, and basically saying we we have we can't live. We we're not treated as human beings anymore. So would you let us come to your country? And on the top of the page, the, the Minister of Justice wrote NATO, which is the Icelandic word for deny. And so me and my translator, you know, uh, went through all of these documents um, and digitized them. And, you know, probably a hundred of, of the, 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 we were able to, to sort of figure out that a hundred of these, of these people who were denied ended up dying in concentration camps like Auschwitz. So this archive is the, Iceland's first uh, immigration program. 
Like there was no such thing as immigration and surveillance uh, before 1938. So this is the start of their... Wait, so they only started denying people when it was the Jewish people seeking refuge. Exactly. Otherwise, they weren't even denying people up until Borders were open. Right. There was no such thing as border surveillance. I was about to ask if they were denied disproportionately, but it seems like it was almost exclusive at that point. Yeah. The denial. So anyways, this, I made a, I I was asked to do an art show and I made an installation about this, this archive that I digitized. So for our audience, uh, for our audience at home, where can they learn more about this art show? Where can they learn more about the work that you did in Iceland? I have a, this, a website, and then I also sent you this essay. All right. Uh, so but, can, wait a second. You, hold on, hold on. I, I, I think it's important in case somebody's listening and they want to check it out right now. Okay. Where should we direct them? I know you sent it to me, but let's let's say it out loud. Just go to website, www.ericdeluca.com. And the name of the project is called Homeland. Okay. Homeland. Thank you. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Where did you want to go? I I just want to know what y'all think about this. It's like this history was buried at the bottom of the archive. The Icelandic people didn't know about this history. So that's the thing that's sad to say. It doesn't just surprise me. Like we see it to this day. That how do we see it to this day? We see people like exactly what I said, how we see in, in respect to like where we're from, which is mostly Hispanic people. We see it all the time when people are like, you don't speak Spanish, you are forced to assimilate. Exactly. And then you bury it because it's like, no, America's perfect. There's nothing wrong. We're the best country in the world. And yet we're seeing throughout the past few years, especially with the rise of social media, there are so many issues now that are on a pedestal because now you see it clearly. Mm-hmm. It's it's wild and sad to me that you asked that question, and I feel like the room here, which is almost uh, which is almost entirely brown, uh, it felt like their response was that they're just numb to it. And in other words, uh, water is wet. Are you all desensitized? Yeah. Yeah. Like basically desensitized to it. Well, if we're what does the word numb mean? It's just, it just well, it doesn't engage a feeling anymore when you hear the information when, just... you, when you go through it so much it's like you just get used to it, it now to, to clarify it's not a lack of empathy for what your great-grandparents went through oh, it's nice. they were also numb to it yeah so that, this is why this is what my mom is numb to it for my whole life i was numb to it and working on this project though made me connect with it in a way that i've never been able to connect with this history of of dispossession and colonization and racism. Yeah. We've seen literally touching the history with the hand, my hands on these documents. As, as the pandemic uh, crawled over us in uh, 2020 and we started shutting down uh, one of the projects that Steambox had lined up is uh, this media program, not with this group of students, but this, this media program was going down to cages where they keep brown children who look like many of us, many Mexican, many Guatemalan. I know I have a lot of Guatemalan students in this room. Uh, Many Guatemalan students are in these tiny cages and we know that they were mistreated and we had access through Roger Williams University where we were going to have an opportunity to go and tell their story. And I think the intent 
was to try to break that ice, to try to break, break through the numbness, the, the numbness right. exactly, so that our students can feel and relay the message and say, hey, we're comfortable, you know, on this side of the border, but there's so many people that got trapped in between uh, and, and tell that story. Uh, so thank you for telling, thank you for telling that story. What else should we know about that? And before I move on to student questions. I, well, I mean, I think it connects to this other question. It was really hard to work on that project just from a mental health standpoint. So you, you're reading, if you're reading documents um, that are describing people that have been dehumanized every day, like a relentless dehuman, reading dehumanization, and then following up and realizing that they were killed in Auschwitz and, and Theresienstadt and all these concentration camps and ghettos, like it's overwhelming. This history is overwhelmingly sort of affecting the body. And I was sad and I would have to take breaks. Is so working through the numbness is hard. And like, you gotta check in and make sure that you're okay. Are you okay from this? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely changed and I'm able to talk. You know, my, my mom has never been able to engage this history ever. It's too hard. It's, it, they're numb. She's numb to it. And I can, I can, I can talk to her now and tell her about things that she never imagined knowing. Right. For example, when I was in Germany recently, I, as I was working on this project in Iceland, I went to the Kaiserslautern city archive. This is the place where my grandmother grew up. And I went to the archive and I said, do you have any information on these people? And they brought out my great grandparents and my grandmother's residence card. It's like our ID card that we have now. And on uh, that ID card, my great grandparents, or my great, yeah, my great grandparents, Clara and um, uh, my great-grandfather's name was Adolf. There's, their name is crossed out. They're with a black marker crossed out. Adolf and, and, uh, and Clara crossed out with a black pen. And next to it, um, it reads for Adolf Israel and for Clara, Sarah. The Germans, the Nazis renamed them Israel and Sarah to make them more identifiable. And I was able to, you know, to tell this to my mom in a way that really sort of like describes the D. I mean, you, there's nothing more dehumanizing than somebody changing your name, literally changing your name on your ID. Have you ever seen your teachers do that with another student? Their names, you know, their name is something that's not uh, custom for the teacher. So the teacher then is like, I'm going to call you this. I think no. there's like one story I read. I forgot no. this guy's name, but they, the teacher changed it. He was like Mexican, I think. The teacher changed his name from, from the Spanish name to Caesar. To like make it match more to like, I read her name. I, I, got, name I got Robert all the time and it drove me insane. It drove me insane because I felt that. I felt like that's why that was happening. And I'm not at all trying to compare myself you know, my bullshit, petty, you know, yeah, shit to what your great grandparents yeah. went through. But but I feel like they're making it more digestible. They're trying to make me more digestible to their life so that yeah, so that's easier. Conform. Remember we were talking about assimilation? Yeah. 
Yeah, this is, this is you were you were being sort of churned through the system of colonialism for you to assimilate to to white to white people and how they speak. I'm going to try to move uh, fairly quickly, uh, starting with Desiree. Okay. Uh, so you mentioned the speech and specifically your mental health. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know I want to ask you, especially about the beach, because most of us are from the Caribbean. Most yeah. of us lived always around the beach. Yeah. So especially like how did that help? How did that help with your happiness and your mental health? So one of the ways that I maintain mental health is that I surf. Okay. I paddle out and I sit out there. And I bought I float up and down. I'm dis I'm literally disconnected from land and i'm out there by myself not thinking about anything really except paddling into a wave and standing up and the salt waters in my eyes like it's just so rejuvenating so i don't know if if uh if y'all work on this this these kinds of projects that deal with um the history of colonialism, the history of violence, and the history of racism in your work, then you, you got to find out ways of, of maintaining mental health and, you know, playing music, watching anime. It's important to do. One of the questions I was asking them was what makes them happy in the long term, right? As yeah. opposed to the short term in the long term. Uh, did you get to do that in Iceland? Did you, did you go out? You talked about uh, people oh, scuba oh. diving. In Iceland, I, there, I didn't have I didn't have the proper gear, so I surf here in the winter. So I have seven mil wetsuit. Yep. But in Iceland, I don't have gear. But there, they have a, a public pool system of heated pools, and I learned I didn't know how to do this, but I learned how to swim in long distances in the in these public pools, uh, freestyle. Does anybody swim? Um. So, I, can't, yeah. I just can't. I can't so I, I what do you do? I, I was swimming freestyle and breaststroke. I would swim for about 45 minutes. Did you make it to the uh, did you make it to the famous black sand uh black sands beach? I've in been Iceland? There. In Vik, is it Vik? It's beautiful. I don't I've remember I, I don't remember anything uh anymore because my brain doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Iceland has some of the beautiful beaches, uh it even if, even if their history has a couple of blemishes. Yeah. Uh, Desiree, thank you for your question. I would say I wouldn't say it's a couple. There's a lot of blemishes. What else should we know about Iceland? Because I love I I loved Iceland. This is one of the things that we talked about when we first met. I loved Iceland, and I was like, oh man, that you know that sucks that well, part of the Iceland, history. I like love it too. These are some of my my and I feel some this of my best friends feel this way there. about the U.S. too, right? Like some of my best yeah. friends are there, right? But there's a deny so so. Nobody in the United States, I mean, some people will, but I don't talk to them, but most people will not deny the fact that, that the United States is built on, on slavery, slavery, yep. uh, transatlantic chattel slavery. Nobody's, and, and, the, and, and, and the dispossession and genocide of, of indigenous people. Right. Folks are not going to, you know, people, if you're, if you're somewhat present on the, face of the planet you know this in iceland there isn't a knowledge about their history of oppression 
and it bugs me. So, for example, um, during World War II, um, U.S. and British soldiers uh, built a strategic base in Iceland, where the airport is, where you flew in, where I flew in. That's where this strategic military base was. Yep. And there was one stipulation. Iceland said, you can send these soldiers, but they cannot be black. Yeah. So this is this is a this is one example of of Iceland's history that like you know where you can you can clearly feel the the white supremacy that's built into the to the way that they relate to other people and and objects and bodies in space. Have, has that has that changed? Because I felt I I honestly uh, as you know, as I, a very white passing Latino uh, with a Latino family, I honestly felt more comfortable and safe uh, in my travels in Iceland and welcomed than I do in many parts of Rhode Island. And we're talking about the North, you know what I mean? We're talking about New England. Uh, ha has, that has that changed much? Do you feel like- uh, I think the, I think the, I mean, listen, this is, I live there as, as a foreigner and my friends who are, foreigners you know they're i feel like there's a there's a level of microaggression and xenophobia that that you experience from day to day that just builds up when you're a tourist when you're when you're just coming and going it's a very lovely place especially if you're yeah. staying in these guest houses and the hotels and the superficial view of it yeah i, I mean you yeah, but it's still beautiful to go visit. I mean, it's one of the most stunning places I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like you feel like geology is alive and you feel like the earth is literally forming in front of your eyes. Right. Like I, this, my commentary about this has nothing to do with, you know, like I'm not sure it affects the way that I see the beauty of that place. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what's your question for Mr. DeLuca? Professor DeLuca, Mr. DeLuca? Uh, just call me Eric. What's your question for Eric? It's going to be weird after everything like we were talking about. No, please take us weird. Take us weird. I'm, I'm it's not in the mood. <laughs> what's, your, what's your opinion on musicals? Musicals? Yeah. That's 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 good good All right, so listen, y'all. My, ba my background is in music. Um, but I make art. I, you know, if you look at my my work, it's very you know, it's based on sculpture. EricDeLuca.com. Yeah, I hate. Yeah. To, I feel. I, you know, I, I'll do it for I, you. EricDeLuca.com. Yeah, Eric 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 Buy your merch. Um, <laughs> um, well, I'm like y'all. Like I don't. I don't really make merch, and I don't really make objects because I'm more into the process. But musicals. But musicals. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not get too far away from here. Well, you know, like, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never been into music musicals because I grew up. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll let me tell you You're why. A musical hater over here? Let me tell you why. Because I grew up playing punk music. And punk music is about just, like, 
grit and rawness and just letting it out. And musicals is so much, when I listen to music, it's so perfect. Like they sing so perfect. There's no flaws in their delivery. Um, and it's just, I, I like when, when you hear the crack in the voice and you hear a broken string and like, I just like all the messiness of. What do you want him to know about musicals? Oh God. <laughs> one thing, one thing, considering what he just said. He's opened up a can of worms. Is there, <laughs> is there a musical that you think would satisfy what he's looking for? Yes. And what, you watch it live though. What's this musical called? Heather's. Heather's, Heather's a musical. Rent. Or rent. Or rent. Heather's. No, not Rent. Heather's. Heather's? I, I've never Great. seen Heather's Rent. So no, 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 no. One song, Glory? No. Oh, man, I thought you were telling him to rent Heather's, but then... Do you know what I'm talking about, Yeah. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. But I'll check out Heather's. I don't know. It's like, yo, there's so much... We converted another one. There's so much art out there that, like, I get kind of consumed in one area. But I'm going to watch Berserk. Yes. And I'm gonna listen to Heather's. Way to go, guys! After everything you heard, you're making him conform. And I'm not, <laughs> you're making no, him assimilate. No, Way to go! No, no, this is not. I don't think this is assimilate. This is more expanding. Like I get to now learn about some exactly. All right, hang on to the hang on to the anime recommendations. Berserk's the What is your favorite TV show? Let's, can we go all time, like ever? Yeah, like top three or something. Some of us will do it. Some of us. Do, do you want my a serious answer or a funny answer? Oh, 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 watch oh, TV. Oh, that's fine. I don't really watch TV. I don't really watch TV. But I do. I like I mentioned. I I if I can't go to the beach and surf at the end of the day, you got to kind of unplug. And I watch the dumbest. TV show on the planet to, to to wind down. And that dumb show is called Survivor. Good job. Survivor. Keith has never heard about Survivor. Uh, what what is it about Survivor that that uh intrigues you? I don't know. Because I know that it's scripted. I know that it's scripted and like uh I know that it's probably faked and you know you're just watching you know you're watching like a kind of scripted reality television show but I don't know it's just like I like the game I like the I like how the, you know how they construct these like um uh beautiful um what what are they called? they're not they're called uh games the game challenges. like the yeah. set design is so dorky and bad but in the best way and really like the, yeah, well, yeah. Um, also, <laughs> there's so much, there's just a relentless kind of level of cultural appropriation, like that is so beyond comical. Give me an example. Oh, the music is like blending all of these different, uh, appropriating all these different like styles of music into a kind of, jungle kind of oh, okay you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah yeah um, uh what's your question for eric um, loud please because you're in the back yeah, i just want to ask because we're talking about different art and stuff yeah and you mentioned it before we turned the podcast on i'm just curious why you asked us about miku because i'm like the biggest miku fan ever 
Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Miku, you I didn't I missed I, this. That's that's Miku. Do you want to describe for the podcast listeners? Nice and loud, please. And me. Yeah, <laughs> apparently uh, and him. So okay, Miku is a vocaloid, which is like it's a fictional character that people it's a program that people can use to make songs like an artificial voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, I, I know what you're talking about. Is is she is a virtual pop idol that plays sold out shows with a live band in arenas. I now know what you're talking about. Um, so wait, so how did how did that come up earlier when we were off the air? I just brought her brought her up. Why? Because I <laughs> think that. Why not? I think that, like, if you're gonna think about virtual reality, yeah, she is in virtual. You can like, you can interact with her really, in Oculus. She's this is a really interesting kind of person to listen to. The songs are really beautiful too. But I watched a video recently, and it and fans were describing why they like Hatsune Miku, and one of the one of the main responses is that they said. Because we can turn her into anything that we want her to be. That's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. Keith, why Keith, why is that a problem? You want to be serious here? Like you yeah. to... yeah. be serious. Be I'm serious. Tell you the truth. Filter. War. Yes. There is War. no fil- there is no War. filter. So which means similar to um forgot who but it was like a cartoon character who recently got like the rights to like you could draw him and like nobody would copyright it and i forgot who it was it was winnie the pooh so you could basically draw him doing anything Mm. that you want and whatever comes to mind and it gets it could get very dark he's already not wearing pants he's already doesn't matter no matter (laughs) because the top part the top part is you need the top part right just but just to so there's a there's there's a theory called orientalism does anybody know about this oh orientalism is is the the myth it, it's the myth that the west has created for the east it's sort of theoretical i can send you all some some readings but but people in the west for example have orientalized women in the east as being quote unquote submissive so Hatsune Miku represents that submissive Orientalist vision of uh, women from the East. Wait, is this the same theory that ate, that they think aided to the Georgia shootings of the nail salons? I'm not sure, but yeah, I believe that's what they said, that the guy was fetishizing these Asian women and he blamed them. them. And that's oh, yeah. why he shot them. Yeah, shot them. Them. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. It's like Hatsune Miku represents like so many, so much of the art that I like. It's like Survivor. There's there's good in it, but there's also bad in it. Hatsune Miku, there's good in it, but there's also bad in it. And I think that like it doesn't mean that we can't listen to Hatsune Miku now because she represents an Orientalist vision of, mm. of uh, you know, what women should be in the East, but we should know about it. I can send you all an article. 
Really interesting. All right. Thank you for the question. Uh, that was interesting. What's your question for Eric? So you mentioned how you like to go to the beach and paddleboard. So I was just wondering, like, what time of day did you like? Anytime there are waves. <laughs> me, me and my buddy, me and my buddy, me and my buddy Tim go out. Tim is a real, he's a real, he can follow the weather patterns. So depending on how the wind is blowing, certain beach spots will have different types of waves, different, different height, different kinds of conditions. So we'll go wherever we can, Narragansett, Newport, mm. Little Compton, wherever we go, where, where we can get the most optimal wave for the day. Doesn't it get cold? Is the thermal seat like heated or something? So the it's like blubber, yeah. The wetsuit I have now that I use the wet the I'm not sure that I haven't checked the water temp, but I think it's around 38 degrees. Oh, I use a seven mil wetsuit, and the water gets trapped in between the wetsuit. A thin layer of water gets trapped in between the wetsuit and my skin, and my body heat warms that thin layer of water. So I can stay out there for a good hour and 20 minutes. I didn't know that. I always get so confused when I see people scuba diving, like deep parts where it's supposed to be really cold. Yeah. I'm like, hell no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't do yeah. water, period. Like, but you're a human. Uh, you're a human. You belong on land. That's what your legs are for. You, we've evolved so that you can walk on land. Uh, if you're in the water, you're in their territory. Have you had any encounters with them? The water life, the wildlife from the water, anything that's uh, been, um, uh, anything that's that's been unusual. What was your all most unusual time. experience all out there? The I get freaked. Some like this happened more when I was in Florida. I grew up in Florida. I yep. grew up surfing, and it would happen a lot more there. You know, you would some a fish would go and like, may or maybe even a shark would go under your. You're sitting on the board like this, and your feet are just dangling in the water. You can't see your feet. And a couple chomp. of times, like chomp, chomp. something, not chomp, but like <laughs> a, a body Just in the ocean me. went by my leg and I felt it. And it wasn't like a little thing. It was a big thing. That happened to me I've much. also seen like, uh, like I've body. seen fins that look like shark fins. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. no. I even get freaked out when seaweed brushes up against my leg at a beach that is protected. That happened to me in Martha's Vineyard. I got up. I stood on top of the water and I ran on top of the water all the way to land. Well, I was until I was safe. <laughs> so I like Jesus. Jesus eat eat like I said with jellyfish. No, I think that this is an important question. To talk about. Like there are things in life that that put forth fear, and sometimes you can work past them. I'm not trying to be a motivational speaker here, but this is one of the reasons why I like surfing because. I, yeah, there's a level of fear that uh, out there that, that I have to deal with and that I can overcome. Okay. Like a survivor in Hatsumi Miku. Hey, have I done this? While you've got the microphone, uh, what's your question for Eric? Question. All right. Uh, you said I like that shirt. Can I get one of those shirts? Yeah, man. What size are you? Uh, large. All right, baggy clothes. We we might have to wait for a large. Actually, I don't even have my car with me. I love that. Who designed that shirt? Who designed the shirt, Mister? Uh, Steambox students. Steambox. We were talking about the Steambox so shirts good. right now. Uh, and if anybody goes and checks out our Instagram, Steambox RI, uh, you'll see a bunch of students wearing a bunch of the shirts. 
Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. What, uh, what was your name? Uh, Elijah. Elijah. I, uh, so you said you're uh, you teach music uh, at in Iceland, right? I, uh, I there I was teaching music art. I was teaching also speculative design. I was teaching the performance department all over. Uh, you've been to a lot of museums. Uh, I would be corrupted in that assumption, right? Yeah. So, what is your favorite piece of art, be it music <sighs> or art? And what is your favorite one that you've seen? Mm, damn, uh, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> damn, Daniel. I like wars. I'm sorry. It's not even pretending to a war. Because some people would be like, better than what? He means pitting one thing against the other. We just love starting. Warriors. It's her name. Warriors. I'll tell you. Tell you. My favorite piece of art is an album that changed my life. Can I tell you what this album? Yes. So the music is the art. Or are we talking not an album cover, not the, the whole thing? Okay, the whole package. Yep, the whole the, package. Yeah, so when I was eight um, or nine, I forget when it was, my older brother David brought home a tape, a cassette tape, not like a one that you buy, dubbed cassette tape, and on that cassette tape was Nirvana's Nevermind. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, holy shit, what what is this? And a couple days later, I bought, I went to the record store and I bought the tape. And I brought it home and I read the liner notes and I listened to the music. And it just really spoke to me. You said that it changed you, right? Yeah. How how so? Do you re- realize how so? It uh, the music like literally got into me, and it made me feel different. You know, have you ever experienced music or art that where you get chills or you start to cry? Mm-hmm. I just don't remember what specifically, but I know the feeling. Yeah. What's your What's your art? What art moved you the most? Art moved me the most. I'd probably say movies and film literature. Or let's say TV shows, because they make you connect to like characters, even if they don't exist, you feel a real connection to them. And if they are happy, you get happy. And if they die, you go into your room and eat Ben and Jerry's for a week. Yeah. But ah, the show, I guess when I was a little kid, uh, younger, like uh, six, seven, I watched the anime, it's called The Comic of Kill. And I got connected oh, no. to the main character. Why does everybody hate Akama Get Killed? No, we don't. We don't. We love it. That's the point. Can I just say? I want to say. You should watch it. No more spoilers. I want him to watch it. Akama Get Killed. Akama Get Killed. AKA me. G A. Me. G A. Akama Get Killed. So the Kill. plot is basically just a bunch of uh, uh, dude from the countryside. He yeah, moves great. to the big city. He's trying to be a soldier, but they don't let him like advance very fast, which he wants. So he, so he joins. He's homeless for a little bit. Someone picks him up. And then a group of assassins called Night Raid come to assassinate the people that took him in. Wow. All right. This is for spoilers for the first episode. I'm sorry. All right. So 
he tries to protect them, but the assassins actually turn out to be the good guys because the people who took them in actually connect the main character's friends and tortured them because they wow. was homeless. So the group, this is a plot. Yeah, the group of assassins are actually assassinating corrupt individuals inside of the capital, and they want him to join. So he joins it. That's the plot of the anime, and it gets better. Because you get connected, it doesn't better. just. Better. Better. Confu- <laughs> you confused better. in the in the plot. No, Anything no. confusing? Yeah. No. Do you, is there ever a point where what's going on right? No, now? because they're very intricate on how characters make you feel. They're very good at making someone very evil, and they're very good at making you like someone. Yeah. Plus pacing. Pacing. Plus pacing. Helps. What did you want to add? Me? Yeah. Go Adam. Why did I want to add? Uh, it looked like. like oh, God, I, I got something. I got something to add. Go ahead. Go ahead. There is, and I can never remember the name, but there is this cat girl, and she has yellow hair, and her oh, death, yes, and her death is the saddest one I've Spoiler ever alert. seen in my Spoiler life. Spoiler alert! They all... Spoiler alert! He okay. doesn't even watch it! I didn't give you... Forget that information. It's, no, it's all right. It's, it's the one. needs to be able to share in this space. Yeah, but that's it okay if it's hurts. spoiled though. It hurts like it hurts. It hurts. She didn't have to go. Did you, she didn't have did to you go. Did you cry? Of course I cried. That's no. like the only two. That's the like, like, here's two, a stiller. Here's a stiller. There was two enemies I ever cried at. One was Berserk, and two was the death of I forgot her name. Uh, Leon. Is that yeah. her name? Yes. And her. That was it. Those are the two times that I just hurt. Her death is stiller. Yeah. After that happened, you cried, and after you did you feel good? Like you had a moment that you could feel as a human being. Yeah, I guess you could say that. If you're like, oh well, you know, yeah, I guess you could say that. I wish. Okay. I, I mentioned that because I was on a plane recently and I was watching the dumbest movie. I can't remember, but I cried after. <laughs> and afterwards, I said, why am I crying? But it felt so good. <laughs> Jackass forever was so good. Bro, I watched, I put on my, my son, my, my son's uh, ready to watch a movie with me. He's uh, probably your age. He's, he's 16. Uh, and and uh, girlfriend's there. My son's there. I put on Jackass. And it was a penis fest. The whole movie. I it was all i'm sitting there like oh my god what did i do what did i do the whole thing is beginning to end it's all uh junk so so spoiler alert you put it on because 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 jackass had when did it start like late 90s early 2000s right so so what i remember about jackass was a giant hit they were on wrestlemania this weekend and they had like giant mouse traps and all this stuff where in in a wrestling match i remember the giant hand that comes and slaps people and that kind of stuff so i thought that was funny i didn't remember that it was all you know that they were going to kick each other in the nuts the whole movie i had i had i just i failed i'm telling you i guess this, this story is about my failure uh what's your question for eric Oh, okay. I'll say it's pretty generic. Who are the people that you've looked up to your entire life that like kept you going and the place that you went? That doesn't sound like a generic question. No, that's a beautiful question. I I mean I I I'm lucky that I have a good brother. My older brother David, he's two years older than me. I honestly I don't know where I'd be if, if I wasn't around him he was a really important person my parents got a divorce when i was really young and you know like every they were both struggling and my brother was one of the only sort of constants in my life and he's still like that can we so, pause for yeah. one second uh-huh. raise your hand if you have a brother or sister 
Hi, Noah. Well, wow. <laughs> everybody, everybody, myself included, everybody in this room, there's a lot of people in this room. Everybody in this room has a brother or sister. The reason I ask that is because uh, your brother made such an impact on you. Yeah. My brother's a younger brother and he's just, he's, he's supportive. That's what I think. I think of his support. So for all of the people in this room and all of our listeners uh, at home, what do we have to do to be great siblings? What did your brother do? I'll tell you. Please do. He, my, I grew up in, I unfortunately grew up in Florida. Not a good place, y'all. Florida man. Florida man. Exactly. If you don't know about it, look it up. But it's sad. Florida man is, is a kind of, it's making fun of people with mental health. All of it's very, but I went to a bad school. Everybody was doing drugs, specifically Oxycontin. Just bad, hard benzo drugs. Addictive. Painted, addictive drugs. Yeah. And when I was in eighth grade, my brother said to me, looked me in the eyes and said, you can't do this stuff. You can't do these pills. Um, I'm not going to do them. You got to promise me that you're not going to go down that route. And I said, yeah, no, I'm not going to do it. And all of my friends, one by one, just got consumed with addiction. And they're all still back there. You know, um, it's sad. But if my brother didn't tell me that, I probably, I don't know, I probably wouldn't be sitting here. You know. You think he'd still be back there? Yeah. And instead, you taught now in how many countries? Like, you've made it out. You made it out of Florida and around how many countries? Shout out to David. Uh, Shout out to David. I don't know. It's just like there are these people, you know, when people say, you know, when people say you are who your friends are. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is an example of that. Like, he, he, thank God he was in my life. And he just, David DeLuca? Yeah. My, my literal arch nemesis from high school, David DeLuca. No, not, not my David. (laughs) Not your, not your David. I, I wasn't in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to your David. Um, I don't want to talk about all the places like this. Okay. All right. Um, talking about David better. Does about... anybody want to tell us about a uh, sibling that they love? No. That's oh, just four. Desi, tell me. I don't know. Like, I just, that's like, I'm the oldest of my siblings. Mm-hmm. And right now, like, most, like, three of them are babies right now. But, like, I try to be that figure as much as possible, especially for my younger siblings because they we don't have the same parents we have different different moms yeah but i still try to be that reassuring figure so when i hear that i'm just like because that's what i try to be not just to my siblings but really because i want to be a teacher that's why i try to be to really anybody younger than me because i want them i want that to be that role model for them now me (laughs) a half shout out to mimi uh who else who else wanted to speak on their sibling Yours is right here. <laughs> Where? 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 No, it's... My brother's right there. This oh, 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 sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yes, yes I can see it now. <laughs> it's connected. It's connected. It went from war to connected. See how that works? I don't see it. He's better at video games than he is. So I don't see the connection. What do you want to say about your... Okay. My brothers. I originally am from Portugal. And... Where in, in Portugal? Lisbon. Love that place. Yes, it's a very beautiful place. So beautiful. I went there recently and surfed. 
Yes. In Lisbon, me and my family were really well off. Yeah. But let's just say that like my mom and my my parents didn't have that much time for me. And I am the youngest of brothers that are like when I was born, we're like 16, 17, almost leaving the house. Oh wow. But this is what I think is really cool. Due to me being born, my brothers lived with my parents until they were 20. So I was old enough to understand the world. Then they said, okay, now it's now we're it's enough. We've actually did what we had to do, and they left. And now they have their own families. But that never happened until I actually, they knew that I was ready to take the world by myself. And that's why I'm very thankful for them because that actually helped me a lot. So let me, I'm, let me, let me just see if I'm following here. When you were 16, you came here? No. When I did came you come here, here when I was 10. When you were 10. He's not even 16. <laughs> He's not even 16. Not even 16. I'm, 16. Yeah, I'm 15. So you've only been here five years? Yes. Wow. How do, you, how do you like it so far? Do you miss Lisbon? I don't miss Lisbon. I miss my brothers. I don't miss Lisbon. Yeah. Migration. Can you can you call them and talk to them? Oh yeah, I constantly do. But now like most of the time it's just my mom wanting to talk with her grandkids and not my actual brothers. When they're the actual my actual brothers on the phone, she either passes it to me or to my dad. It's it's just weird. Yeah. yeah. And you made it around. You've been traveling. Yeah, I've been we've been traveling. My brothers have never been the traveling type it was my mom just took me her and my dad since my dad worked as a pilot he got a lot of he's seen a lot of places he knew a lot of people and got to go to a lot of places for either a huge discount or for free very cool yeah <laughs> jordan at that point on a plane so 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 you're you're bilingual uh yeah i'm multilingual how many languages how many six what nice. my guy yeah. What what uh, what languages do you speak? Portuguese, Portuguese, Creole, Spanish, English, French, and Japanese. Damn. Fluent in how many? Damn. Yeah, fluent in how many? Five. Okay. Five. Not Japanese. So just one. Not, Japanese. not Creole. Oh, not oh. Creole. 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 Yo, say Japanese. <laughs> wow. Now you're putting me on the spot. Say uh, <laughs> I'm better than you. I'm on. <laughs> oh, you know that's a lie. Jordan, why, why Jordan, you Jordan lie? hold on. Uh, Jordan, what did you want to say about your sibling? <laughs> My sister, the only sister we have, of course. Uh, she's basically my second mother. When back when I was super young, she was the one that raised me up to be who I was. I mean, she put me in. Like I remember one good memory that I always tell everyone that uh, the thing that got me into working out, the dumbbell. My sister just straight up gave me a dumbbell and told me to lift it, and I wasn't lifting that thing. It was fifteen pounds. I wasn't doing that, and then I just kept working, working until I was able to do it. And um, she also taught me a lot of lessons. She's the, she's the path that I want to follow because she's in, she's she's in college and I'm going to college and I'm so excited. Do you know where you're gonna go? Yeah. I'm going to URI. You're going to URI. Congrats. Yes. And uh, I'm going to study into wildlife biology. And if I get a job, I probably want to work like uh, voice acting. But regardless of that fact, she taught me so many things she got me into working out she taught me she helped me with my problems in math and school she she raised me she made food she what's her name all again those things nydia shout out nydia. to nydia and of course my I brothers as well i'm not going to leave them out although they did do some stuff i built off of their own mistakes 
I learn from what they have done wrong. And they also have taught me a lot of things. Like, of course, the things of being a man, because they are, in fact, most, they are 100% Guatemalan. They born there. And uh, they taught me all the things that they learned there. Of course, some of them I don't follow since I don't like, uh, like it, for instance. But I still do learn from them. But I say my sister, because she truly was the one that brought me to the place where I am right now. And you're comfortable at the place that you are right now? I am happy with what she brought me to. Happy? There are some things that, I, of course, I'm not happy with, but that is my own fault, not something that she yeah, did. if you could work on those. I will. Uh, Desi just shouted across the table uh, that I love you or we love you or something, and you got, like, uh, you got like um, an applause from the group. Uh, I've worked with a lot of different groups in the media programs, and it, it usually feels great because students have an opportunity to tell their story, right, or be mentored by one of the guests that we bring in. But uh, I want to say right now and live and while, you know, while this thing is going to not that we've put it out live, but when the audience hears it, I think everybody should know that I'm in Central Falls, Rhode Island, Central Falls, Rhode Island does not have a good rep, right? Like Central Falls, Rhode Island, people- Oh my God, what is not. What, what, what no, I have, an ex- I have an example of this actually. Go ahead, go ahead. I, it could be like some fake thing, but I remember the fact that it was really recent actually. Um, the Smile Challenge Weekend, yes. the Challenge Weekend, um, you probably, you've already heard us, I was talking about us. So the second anything showed up about Central Falls, every other damn school always had something to say. Always excited. And something I always wanted to do, which made me so happy when I did it, was to show off that I was more intelligent than every person there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, but despite despite that vindictiveness, I'm going to give you the mic in one second. Despite that vindictiveness, uh, this is this is just the sweetest uh, box of puppies, right? Like I put on. Look, I was voted. I was voted most gentle in middle school. We do anime. We do anime on Thursdays, and you guys usually like cuddle in a corner, right? Like it's it's. Uh, I, yeah, I just, I just, I just want to say that this, this is very special to me. I had a very different, uh, media group in the fall and they were great too. And I know that some of them are doing sports and other stuff now. Uh, this is great. It's just a great feeling. I'm very happy whenever I come in here to work with you guys. Uh, I know that we're getting towards the end of the school year, but I can't wait for those of you who are returning. And I'm so happy for those of you who are moving into your next stage. Keith, what did you want to add to the Central Falls? I was going to say from my experience, because I've only been here for like not a while, but I thought Providence was worse than Central mm. Falls. Because I lived in Providence for yeah. my childhood, and it and to me, I thought it was way worse than mm. Central Falls from, from, from what I know now. In my experience, working with students in Providence today and coming to Central Falls uh, also today, in the same day, uh, the students are great and sweet in both places. Central Falls had a different reputation Right. And Providence also has a negative reputation. The difference for me is the schools in Providence. There's a lot of educators that I just wish found a different uh, job because I've heard I've that's where I've heard teachers call students the N word and all this other stuff. And I, I feel like that's what would that's what would make me seem like a bad student is if I had to deal with that kind of shit every day. Uh, but but I'm just I just wanted to destroy 
that reputation that people have. I know you guys are the warriors. I know we chant war all the time. But it's the sweetest, it's the sweetest group of students. Uh, what's your question for Eric? Oh, right. Um, you see, I have no idea. All the questions that I could have asked were already taken. Keith, what's your question for Eric? Think about it. You're not on the spot. You were the last person in this whole group. Star Wars. Star Wars. I think you should give Keith the opportunity to end, poetically end, instead of asking me a question. The energy should be reverted into Keith poetically ending the podcast. No pressure. In some way. Do a poem. Do a poem. Oh, oh, I'm not doing a poem. But you, you, you can ask us to do something, but you this is you have the goal of ending right now. Okay, okay. All right. Well they're not ending, but putting a cap on the podcast. All right. Um for today. One, I have two questions then. One. Have you seen Nightmare Before? Have you seen the Nightmare Before Christmas? Oh, no. oh, war! 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 You yeah, seen it? Yeah, yeah. You think it's a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? Choose wisely. There's only one right answer. Bro. Yeah. Only one right already answer. decided. Uh, I'm an odd person, and like I don't really like Halloween or Christmas, so I, I don't even think I what thought about think it. I just watched it. What do you think? Like, From what you see, I think it's a so then what is like the worst experience or what is the worst thing other people have met like they were just like oh what's the worst thing you've encountered as an when, when a student wants to be told, like, what to think, what to say, that bugs me so much. I want to, I want to be with people who have so much to say, and I want to talk about what I don't think about, you know, the world, um, and not just that. But students sometimes want to be told what to, how to behave, what to say, what to do. I don't understand why, though, considering yeah. that education is just the way it is. We're very much taught to be conveyor belt. I wasn't going to say the, the way this movie yeah, did. I was going to say, like, the way you, like, you grow up, yeah. like your parents. It's very much just, like, sit down, listen to what you're being told, and just accept it. You called it a conveyor belt. It, it Listen, it's a factory. It's a factory. That's, that's why I, yeah. I see it. Yeah, this actually grew a factual. It's, it's, it's sorry. Like, go, ahead, man, go ahead, man. Go ahead. This is pretty factual. In the back in the day, they used to like in school, they train uh, kids and students what it's like to be in a factory. That's what I. That's what it used to be, and it's never changed since then. It's I mean, always been the same ever since. Well, think about think about standardized tests and just oh, tests. Child what is behind. it? What is a test? The just it's, it's literally this conveyor belt that you're, you're describing. So many times we've had like yeah, some yeah. test and then on the test, like a like a practice, and then on the test, anything we did on the practice was not on that yeah. test. And I swear to you, I swear it's happened to me before. And I like call me crazy for it, but yeah. I swear it's happened no, to me so many happen. times. It does happen. Like, and I don't understand it because like we didn't learn this. Yeah. And that's probably the reason why so many people fail the test. And what do you actually learn anything on a test when you're when you're put into use yeah. your memor memorization? Just, Think about yeah. what this is right now, dialogue. Everybody's sharing and you're really connecting with people. And I will probably remember a lot of 
of this discussion today because it didn't happen in a test. It happened through dialogue. Mm -hmm. Talking is better than just. Is, is this an oversimplification? Mimi said that it's like we're on a conveyor belt from the factory. Mimi. Desi just said, I was writing myself a note about your sister. I apologize. I apologize. Uh, Desi just said that it's like they're coming off uh, a conveyor belt from the factory, and and what you like out of your students is when they can when they can get off that conveyor belt. Yeah, talk, be, explore. I mean, you you all are you all are there. I'm not talking about you all. I'm talking about the folks. I'm talking about the folks that submit to the conveyor belt and just get on it and ride it. Uh, EricDeLuca.com. Uh, I really appreciate you being here. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate. Um... Can, I, can I try and end this? Go ahead. All right. Well, thank you for being here. I'm, we're all very excited for you to be here, <laughs> and we're happy that you joined us. So, my Central Falls Warriors, <laughs> well, before I relay one final message to the crowd, can everyone say peace out? Peace out! And now all I have to say is that everyone have a good day, or possibly a great night. Oh, my God!